multiplication that happened in the church. That is what if the church fears God, we see the powerful move of God. Hallelujah. And it doesn't end there. Even in the corporate world, if you have a chief executive or executive members or staff who fear God, you will see the difference translating into your resources. And I can give you just the banking industry. There is one bank where until the chief executive was reassigned recently, that man feared God. He feared God so much so that even at executive meetings, they could have extended meetings just to pray and seek the face of God. And just to be sure that they did not offend God. And that bank over this decade has grew in very phenomenal terms. Again, that is what the fear of God does. But in the same banking industry, there is also one bank, which when some foreigners took over, said you cannot even have morning devotion. Said you cannot even have money, which is not even after eight, even before eight. Today they, they are not even counted when it comes to recognition of banks. And that is why there's somebody says, Who say God no day? <laughs> God day. God day. Let's fear God. Let's fear God. Let's, that's why for me I think this topic is very, very important. Because we seem to walk anyhow. We seem to walk anyhow. And I think, oh, you know, sometimes you are just talking, come and do this, come and do that. But, beloved, let's fear God. And as a nation, this is our dear nation. Last Friday night we prayed, but we need more prayers. This nation needs more prayers for us to have leaders who fear God. To have leaders who fear God. And we'll see the hand of God moving mightily if we have leaders and people who fear God. And I know one man can make a difference. You and I can make a difference. So tonight we are sharing the topic, the fear of God. Hallelujah. Now one may ask, what does it mean to fear God? What is godly fear? What are we talking about? And then we'll also look at the benefits and then tomorrow Reverend Sam will continue. And as we talk about the fear of God, you know, we are not typically talking about a situation where, for example, a talent is given somebody in Matthew 25, 25, it says, I know if I don't handle it well because of how this God is, so let me not even touch it. That is a negative approach. That is a negative sense of looking at the fear of God. In the same vein, in Revelation 21:8, we are told that the fearful will be outside the kingdom. But tonight, that is not what we are talking about. We are talking about the positive orientation and attitude towards the fear of God. Hallelujah. And our God is awesome. We know what God has done. I mean, creating the earth 
the heavens, creating us. Then you ask yourself, so, and Hebrews say that he did it by just speaking. Then you ask yourself, who is this God? That alone should send something to us. Somebody to speak. And the world is formed. You need to ask yourself, who is this God? We need to fear him out of respect. Out of reverence. The wonders, I mean, look at the earth that God has made. That God, and as for us, individuals, as scripture in Psalm 139, verse 14 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That is God. That is the God that we say. In Revelation 4, 11, he says, he created us for his pleasure. That is God. And what even blows my mind is Psalm 8, verse 5. If you knew how God first created Psalm 8, verse 5, it says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with what? Glory and honor. In spite of this, we misbehaved by this loving God. You know, after Adam and Eve have messed up and believed as an individual, he will leave them. When they said they were naked and they just saw their own fig trees, what did God do? God clothed them. That is the God that we are talking about. After creating all these wonderful things, loving us, we misbehaving, God is still there for us. He needs our reverence and fear. Hallelujah. Then he has put in place the redemption plan for us. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. But yet still, sometimes we take him for granted. But in Psalm 111 verse 10, let's look at Psalm 111 verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we need wisdom, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all day that do his commandments. And his praise endureth forever. Hallelujah. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's something certainly good. We want wisdom to be able to live right with God, do what is right, and really enjoy His benefits if we fear Him. He said it's the beginning of wisdom. So we need to fear Him. So that we can walk right with Him. Because as we get wisdom from Him, as we know what he wants us to do, as we receive directions and instructions, we'll know how to walk with him right. And he says, a good understanding have all day that do his commandments. And that is those who fear God. Godly fear. 
fearing him. Not because he's somebody who is a, just a terror, but because we want to get understanding. We want to get wisdom. We want to get with him right. We want to get into the treasures that he has prepared for us. It will take the fear of God. It will take the fear of God. And it says, His praise endureth forever. So it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hallelujah. Then in Exodus chapter 20, verse 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse 20. It says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is to come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And but let's even go and start from verse 18. Let's start from verse 18. And the people saw the thunderings, and the lightnings, and the noise of the trumpets, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. Verse 19. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And then verse 20. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you. And that is fear may be before your face, that what ye sin not. That ye sin not. That was the time of Moses when the Israelites were being presented with God's word. And there was fear. Today God's word has not changed. But is there fear? They trembled. But God was delivering his word. God's words have come forth. Today we also receive God's word. There ought to be fear upon us. There has to be fear. Because when they heard it, they heard the voice of God. Maybe today we are not seeing the thundering and the trumpeting. But God's word is still the same. God's word is still the same. If only we can walk in the fear of God, we will see the benefit. So he says, fear not, for God has come to prove you. God wants you to know who he is. And that his fear may be before your faces. And the most part is that, that what? Ye sin not. How do we receive God's word? It is to help us to be changed, to be better people. To make us unlock into his treasure. To give us that access to the treasures that God has prepared for us. If only we receive the word of God. And walk in this fear. And know that this is coming from God. It's coming from no other person but from God. He's done many wonderful things. The heavens and the earth. And you and I. And it is the laws that I'm giving to you. It is make you better people. Because this is what God desires from us. But has that been the situation? 
Has that been the situation? Certainly with this, the fear of God should be our manner of life. Because we know that as we tap into Him and fear Him for who He is, not just because we think He's just a terror, but it's to help us to live right with Him. We certainly will have seen His hand in our lives. Hallelujah. But that has not happened. So today, we are like Reverend Ansanjas told us, the need for prayer. If people really fear God, should we be hearing the things we are hearing? But the world doesn't fear God. But we should not be accounted among those people who don't fear God. Hallelujah. Because we are different. Because we know the word. And we have to walk in the fear of God. Hallelujah. And you know, ever since the time of Lucifer, like we said, the fear of God should be a manner of life. It should be our way of life. It should come easily. It should come just like that because we should know what it takes to walk in godly fear. We should not even attempt to go above God and to do anything above Him. But today the world says He doesn't need God. In fact, exactly what Lucifer did. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. If you fear God, you dare not say that. But he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He goes on further to say, I will, also, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I Today, the followers of Lucifer and directly the Illuminati. In fact, the Illuminati is derived from Lucifer. So right from this time, when they attempted to put God aside, when they didn't fear and to say they would even ascend above God. Today, the Illuminati that we have, they were derived from Lucifer. And today, when they really started in the modern time from 1785, from the days of Karmas and Co. Karmas didn't come for the poor man. His ultimate aim was to kick God from the world. Can you believe this? There is no fear of God. And today, all what we are talking about, same sex, marriage, whatever it is, that is the beginning. And that is the battle that continues. Where people don't fear God. So if the world doesn't fear God, it started from the time of Lucifer. Where he wanted to ascend his throne, even above God. And today, people continue. That's why we as Christians, we need to be careful where we belong. Whether we belong to God and want to fear him, or we belong to the world. So Karmat. And may the Lord forgive us. In our days in the university, we didn't know. 
by the Act, political science department, as fresh new freshmen to university were excited about Marxism. And this is all the young lecturers in Legon these days. You know, today they are big time capitalists in our nation. The young lecturers who belong to Marxism in those days. I don't want to mention them. And they were wearing aphromosis to lecturers. Today they sit in the biggest SUVs you can get in town. You see how they fooled us. Speaking against God, we didn't know we were following them as young graduates. Marxism. And you know you can't fight God. Today where is communism and Marxism? It's falling into peace. But that is when people say they don't fear God. And I'm saying they continue with their schemes. So all this, what is happening now, same-sex marriage, it is not just something that some individual sitting somewhere. It's just the world attempt that they don't fear God. And they want to fight God. And to kick God out of the system. That is why, as we sit in church, if we say we want to serve God, brethren, let's serve God. Because what we are following is taking its root from Lucifer. That is where the worldly things that we say we are following, that is the root. And which means then you don't fear God. Which means you don't fear God. So we need to be careful how we just follow things of the world. There is a master scheme and a master agenda to carry many people off so that we will not fear God and follow after Satan. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful. So our manner of life should be said that we should not follow such examples and we should also not stand in the way of God. And when God takes a decision, it is God's decision. Let's not be like Miriam and Aaron. Said, has God spoken only to Moses? When God puts a man in place, it's not for us. If we fear God, we just leave whoever God has put in place. That is why David would say, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. That should be the manner of life of any individual who fears God. Godly fear. Godly fear. Then one may ask, so that is godly fear. As we honor God, we reverence God, we respect God. Of course, we know that if you fall foul, if you disobey God, there is a consequence. If you disobey God, there is a consequence that you have to pay for. Because our God is what? A consuming fire. Having briefly spoken about what Godly fear is because of who he is, the world he has created, the earth and the, earth, the heavens, you and I, what he clothed with, tapping into his treasures, we would like to look at some people who walked in the fear of God and what direct benefits they received for walking with God. Fearing God and walking with Him, making sure that, look, 
God is God. I need to recognize him for who he is. Because he is God. Because he is God. And such people never wavered as they walked with God. Because they knew that this is God. And you don't mess up with him. They knew what he was capable of doing. Abraham is one such person. And when you walk in the fear of God, it is God who fights your battles for you. That's one of the benefits. When you walk in the fear of God, when you walk as an individual who fears God, it is God who fights your battle for you. You don't need to struggle. In Genesis chapter 20, we'll take verse 3 to 8. And we know the story. I mean, Abimelech had dared to take Abraham's wife. Tonight, as to sit here, somebody may have taken any something from you. But God will deal with that person. Is it because Abimelech, they said, but God. For those who know the story already, Abimelech has taken Abraham's wife. I'm sure in what particular room he took him, nobody knows. And the same to us, nobody. How many of us can walk to the office of the president? We cannot go there. But when you are walking with God and you fear God, God knows what to do. So he said, but God came to Abimelech in the room by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but what? A dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is what? Somebody's wife. So if there is anything belong to you, somebody has taken. What I'm saying to you tonight is that just walk in the fear of God. Wherever that person is, God will give that person a certain dream. And that dream, you have no idea. I'm sure he may get up that night and tell the wife, I'm dreaming some dream. There is somebody I'm terrorizing in the office. But a certain dream I'm dreaming tonight, tomorrow when I get back to the office, I'll do what is right. Hallelujah. So he said, let's go to the verse 4. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, would thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she even said herself, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence, innocence of my hands have I done this. Verses. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld, when you walk in the fear of God, God will do what? He will even withhold thee from sinning against you. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Verse 7. Now therefore restore the man his wife. For he is a prophet. And now he shall pray for you. And thou shalt live. And thou shalt restore not 
that shall restore her not. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are dying. Verse 8. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things to their ears. And the men were so afraid. Verse 9. The rest, I'm sure you can read. But as you even go further, you will find that they did not only restore Sarah, they even added servants. I think it's the verse 10 or so. Genesis 20 verse. Let's look at verse 14. And Abimelech, apart from his story, Sarah, he added what? Sheep. Oxen, men servants, and women servants, and gave them unto Abraham, and restored him his wife. Is it not enough? So as you walk in the fear of God, this is one of the benefits. God fights your battles for you. And it was not just only a restoration, but he had more than what he had even bargained, if he really even bargained. Our dead men servants, women servants, sheep and oxen. That is why I'll just plead with you tonight. All we need to let's serve God well and walk in the fear of God. It is not for you to take up your battles in your hands. As a child of God, learn to walk in the fear of God. Learn to walk in the fear of God. And I have personal testimonies on this. Just walking in the fear of God. Just walking in the fear of God. And people who decide to rise up against you, you see God cutting them to pieces. God cutting them to pieces. And then they begin to see that you carry something. And that something is that you fear God. And you see, and like I said last Sunday, let people see the Jesus in you. Let people see the God that you serve. So if we are serving God, let's serve him well. He has said, vengeance is mine. Why do you want to take it upon yourself? Just walk in the fear of God and you will see. Tonight is not a night for testimony. So let's, I would have given you some testimonies. Hallelujah. But I can I give you the assurance that if you only walk in the fear of God, you will see the hand of God. Hallelujah. So Abraham did that. And as you can see, he probably did not know. I mean, there was nobody who could have led him to go and seek in Abimelech. But God, in a dream, came to Abimelech. And I'm saying God will work on our behalf. We have the example of Joseph. Unwavering fear of God. He had a dream, all right. Later on, found himself in, from Genesis 39, all in slavery. But he said, I will not sin against God. And that is for all of us. We will not sin against God. 
And we know his story. He said, I will not sin against God. And we knew what happened. Eventually, God elevated him to that position where the whole of Egypt was handed over to this young man. What did he do? He feared God. So he said, I will not sin against God because he feared God. That is a very practical demonstration. He said, there is nobody here but I fear God. That was Joseph. That was Joseph. Then Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, we know, again, Daniel had walked in the fear of God. Even what to eat, they will not take chances because we don't want to offend our God. These, these are young men who feared God. And we know the story. And so we are told, and it pleased Dairos to again another elevation because they feared God. It pleased Dairos to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. That the princes might give accounts unto them. And the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Again, as you can see, right from the time of captivity, this young man purposed that we will walk in the fear of God. Today, young men and women looking for promotions and elevations in job places in the industry. Are we ready for God himself to lift us up? Many are not ready. There are people who are going over all sorts of shrines because they want to be elevated. Not only in political office, but even corporate office because of elevation. But this is a very perfect example. And look at where Daniel was placed. Above everybody. And this is what we should set our eyes on as children of God. That we will walk in the fear of God. We will allow God to do his own movements. God will play his own game. And God will position us. Hallelujah. You see, otherwise, if we are also to compete with unbelievers in doing the things that we are doing, you know, that is what saddens me when sometimes I hear that, oh, even some pastors and men of God are even coming to us who are unbelievers for power. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It means we don't really know God. But his children knew God. These children knew God. And they knew that if they allow God to move, God himself, even in a strange land, God himself will elevate them. Just walking in the fear of God, and God elevated them. And I'm saying this to challenge you and I, that all we need to do is that we know our God is there. 
and He will do it for us. Can we trust in Him? Because like I said, this is the God who made the world by speaking. This is the God who formed us. The God who created us for His pleasure. If He has created us for His pleasure, is this your elevation that He cannot do? He can do more than that. He can do more than that. And Daniel did precisely that. And even when they did not eat the food that was given to Daniel 1 verse 9, he said, God give them favor. What do you need is favor. That's when they can say, oh, we cannot do the promotions, this is over. But God will grant you favor. When it seemingly seems that it is not possible, when God is moving, God will grant you favor in the sight of men. Just learn to walk in the fear of God and let God order your steps and you will see the hand of God. And even in the case of Daniel, God went beyond and even used, revealed secrets unto him. And that is a real privilege and a blessing for God to even share his secrets with man. But when you fear him and you walk with him, God will do it for you. The almighty God, the almighty God, looking at a young man, he says, I will share my secrets with you. I will reveal my mind to you. When it came to interpretations, we knew what God did. Because this young man walked in the fear of God. And this is our time. This is our time. God is waiting to share his word, to share his mind, to reveal his secrets. We need to position ourselves for God to use us. Hallelujah. In the same way when you walk in the fear of God, he protects you. I hope our friend, the military people are here. General, colonels, ordinary men, when you walk in the fear of God and you know Him, it is He who will protect you. You don't need anything under your waist. And I'm sure even when you put these things under your waist, where will you, your best be? Just walk, it's kind of here. Just walk in the fear of God. Hallelujah. And you see the protection. All other military officers, security men, just walk in the fear of God. And just call on his name. All the protection he will provide them. You don't need to be scared. Even for those of us in the civilian world, at the workplaces, no matter what people will do, God will protect you. God will protect you. No matter what people will try to put in your food, God will protect you. Just walk in the fear of God. In Psalm 25 verse 14 it says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. It says the secret of the Lord 
is with them that fear him. I'm sure sometimes you ask yourself, this brother or sister seems to be gifted or something. You ask yourself, maybe it's the fear of God. How that person has humbled himself before God. And God is using that person mightily. It takes the fear of God. See, because we cannot be working with God anyhow. But he says, the secret of the Lord belongs to those that fear him. If you fear him, he says he will share his secrets with you. It is not for those who are taking their walk with him lightly, but those who fear him and acknowledge him as their God. And they know that this is God, the God who made the heavens and the earth, the God who formed us, the God who establishes kingdoms. When we give him that recognition, then we know that we are positioning ourselves and God will be able to use us. And even as a church, and this goes for all of us, we knew what the early apostles, the early church, they said fear came upon them. You know, we need to come to the point where even the fear of God we can see more moves of the hand of God in our lives. Where even if you step on the compound and you yourself, you know where you have been, you might not even want to come into the auditorium. But you see, you sense the mighty presence and fear of God moving. And we all will then benefit from the move of God in our church. All of us walking in the fear of God. As we catalog all of these benefits, of course, they are the eternal consequences. God has made promises. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17 to 18. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17. Let not thine heart envy sinners. But be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. Verse 18. For surely there is an end, and thine expectations shall not be cut. Back to the verse 17. Let not thy heart envy sinners. There are some who are struggling. We know what is right. We can even walk in the fear of God. But sometimes as we compare our lives with other people who are even so even this person, he does not even go to church. He is not even a believer. He has this. He has that. For us, some of us, that has even become a snare. As we look at these, it becomes difficult for us to walk and the fear of God. But I ask myself, why are we taking all of this? Why are we taking all of this? So he says, let not thy heart envy sinners, but for us, but be thou in the fear 
of the Lord. He didn't say some days. But what? All day long. Let's now look at what the sinners are getting. Do you know how they got them? You don't even have some of them came by what they have. But as you envy them, and you also decide to join them, remember there are eternal consequences. But scripture is telling us tonight, let not thine heart envy sinners. In fact, don't envy anybody. God will let you have your portion. Forget about the sinners. But be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. Just continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. And back to the verse 18. For surely there is an end. And I believe we all know that there is an end. Surely there is an end. And thine expectations shall not be cut off. The fear of God. As truly we've given our lives to Christ. If you say we are true children of God. Walking with the Lord. We need to fear Him. Because we know who He is. And when all is said and done. If we disobey Him. There are consequences. And tomorrow God willing. Reverend Anson will touch on this. Tonight. It's been the fear of God. There are benefits. Don't evinceness. Don't say what am I getting for walking in the fear of God. My prayer tonight for all of us is that let's continue steadfastly walking in the fear of God. And we'll see the hand of God in our lives. May Lord give us more grace to just continue to seek His faith. As individuals, as corporate bodies, in our own church, in our nation, Ghana, if we are all working in the fear of God, this nation will be a wonderful nation. But let's pray that God will speak and will see the hand of God. And one man can make a difference. We trust that God hear our prayer. Tonight, let's be on our feet. If there has been any hindrance, any obstacle that has been in our way, that has not made it possible for us, look at the examples of Joseph, Abraham, Daniel, especially Daniel and Joseph, these were young men, but they knew their God. And they said, we will not sin against this God, the almighty God who made the heavens and the earth. So reverence him, honor him, respect him. Of course, we know he's also the one who is a consuming fire. But tonight we are saying, Lord, help us. If there is anything in us, 
that is making it difficult for us to walk in the fear of God. Father, bring our minds to it and help us. In our homes, can we walk in the fear of God? On the streets, on the road, in our vocations, in our professions, in our workplaces, in our ministry, in our work, in the church, in our nations. It is the desire of God to see men and women who fear Him, who honor Him, who respect Him. Because He is God. Because He is God. Because He is the Almighty. Lord, we thank You for tonight. Help us, Lord, to acknowledge who You are and not to allow sometimes our own traditions. Sometimes what we have learned, some philosophies, to stand in our way. Because you are, Father, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We bless you for tonight. Thank you, Lord. Maybe before we...